What's up, Warriors, and welcome to Warrior Life Podcast number 392. I am Buck Green, in for Jeff Anderson this week, and I'm haunted by a dream where the author of Fight Club goes to his book agent and says, why will no one review my book on Amazon? And his agent says, well, I'm not the one who told everyone not to talk about it, Chuck. (laughs) And I think about that sometimes because... Just like we don't talk about Fight Club, we always tell you not to talk about your preps for some very good reasons. But what if you were going to break that rule? Why would you do it? And how would you do it? That's what we're going to talk about today. All right, are you ready? Then let's talk about how to tell people you're a prepper without telling them. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat, Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, we're back. This is Buck Green and for Jeff Anderson. Uh, We have talked a lot at Warrior Life about why you should never tell people about your prepping, about the fact that you're a survivalist. It's one of the very first rules that we teach here at Warrior Life uh, for very good reason. The walls have ears. (laughs) Preppers and survivalists have been singled out by Homeland Security and called domestic terrorists. There have been tip lines, you know, snitch lines created where they targeted people who owned guns or who were identified with prepping and survival. Um, There is this, this tendency to vilify anyone who is prepared. I call that like the the grasshopper and the ant syndrome where, you know, that old uh, fable about the grasshopper, you know, partying down all summer while the ant is laying in food stores for the winter. And then when finally winter comes and the ant is comfortable and has plenty of food, the grasshopper is completely screwed. And, uh, you know, the whole time that he was partying and not preparing, he was making fun of the ant. And you know what that feels like. You've been called paranoid for daring to think that maybe we should prepare for things uh, that you know are going to come our way. For years, much to my chagrin, I used to think that the material we put out at Warrior Life on the on the pandemic, you know, for for years, our our material here at Warrior Life talked about the fact that we were overdue for a global pandemic. And I used to think to myself. That is so theoretical. It's never going to happen in my lifetime. It's not something I'm going to need to worry about. And then COVID-19 happened, and suddenly everything that Jeff had ever said about a global pandemic was correct. And then I just followed uh, the literature, and I looked like a hero to my girlfriend and, and her mom. The fact is, you have to always prepare for what could come your way. And if you don't, you will be sorry for it. Um... You just can't, you, you can't afford to ignore the dangers of people knowing about you preparing for what's coming your way. Because, and this is the heart of it, when your neighbors know that you have preparations, they'll ask for help. Then they'll demand help, and then they'll stop demanding, and they'll just start taking. Desperate people do desperate things, and the people you think of as your friends, your neighbors, even your family. Most of us have a family unit, and that's the the group that we provide for 
first and foremost, you know, your direct family. And then maybe you've got some extended family. Uh, Jeff was telling me not so long ago about the list of all the people that he's responsible for, and it was an impressive list. We all have those lists. And you're not going to probably go out there and start a compound and create a survival team full of strangers. Some people will do that. Some people will network, and that's one of the reasons we're going to talk about this topic. You cannot network with other survivors unless you figure out a way to talk to them. But how do you tell them that you're a prepper and talk to them about prepping without giving away the goods if the people you're talking to aren't going to be part of your survival team? It is the classic catch-22. How do you tell fellow survivors that you're a survivor if you don't know that they're a survivor? How do you tell fellow preppers that you're a prepper if you don't know that they're preppers? They can't tell you because they're not supposed to talk about it. And we're back in the office of uh, the Fight Club author's agent going, you told everyone not to talk about this, and that's why no one will review your book. So (laughs) it's easy to get caught in kind of a feedback loop. Um, You don't want to tell people that you're prepared because that's giving away a huge advantage. It's creating a huge liability. But you have to figure out how to network if you want to expand your circle of friends and allies. Um, We all have that one friend or family member who knows that we prepare and is fond of saying, oh, you know, when the balloon goes up, I'll just come to your house. And depending on how much you like them, maybe inside your head you're thinking, no, you won't. Or maybe they're a close enough friend that you're like, yeah, I hope you do and I hope you make it. Uh, Just make sure you can do something useful when you get here. You know, it all depends. But at the end of the day, If you aren't just going to be providing for your family unit, if you don't already have your survival group sort of predetermined for you by your life circumstances, then you have to figure out a way to network. You have to figure out a way to connect with other survivors without creating liabilities for yourself, without increasing the danger to you by letting the uninitiated know about your preparations. This is a dilemma. How do we do it? Well, You know the why of it. Why would we do it? I I just got done telling you why you would never do it. But the reason you would do it is because you need to expand your network. You need to find other survivors to work with. Maybe you're building a survival team. Maybe you want to see if you can create and or join a survival community. For whatever reason, you want to expand beyond what you already know, your immediate family unit. Maybe you're a single guy. There's a lot of you out there. And you don't have a family unit that you're preparing to protect. It's just you and you don't want to go it alone. You know, the whole no man is an island thing. There's a lot of reasons why you might choose to want to branch out, to find other survivors and network with them. There are valid reasons to do that. So how do you do it without making yourself vulnerable? There's no way to network and build your survival group unless somebody knows that you're a prepper. So it turns out there's a few ways you can go about sort of feeling people out to see who might be on board. Sometimes that happens organically. I had a friend for years, literally years, who I met. um, It's kind of a weird set of circumstances. We we met as part of a club, and uh, eventually I kept seeing him at the the sort of monthly activities that this club did. And we struck up conversations, and and we were friends for years before I discovered that we both had an interest in the martial arts, and we eventually became training partners and worked together. But it was something he never talked about because he'd been burned a few times, and he didn't want people to know. So it wasn't until I let slip in conversation somehow that I was interested in the topic that we got to speaking on, and it was obvious that he was knowledgeable of it. And I'm like, wait, I, I didn't know you were into martial arts. And he's like, yeah, I don't tell people. So sometimes it'll happen organically in the course of building a friendship. It takes time. 
um, you can do the same type of thing. You can see if you can organically develop these interests with people that you know or that you have known for a while. And the longer you know them, the more you learn you can trust them, or <laughs> the more you learn that you can't trust them. Sometimes we know people for a long time. You have those kind of Let's call them vestigial friends, friends that are left over. I think a lot of people can relate to the idea. I've got this leftover friend. And uh, he's, you know, he was sort of bequeathed to me by a friend group that I don't hang around with anymore. I don't even really like this guy, but we still see him. You know, <laughs> some people have that. You don't trust him. You wouldn't, you know, take him into your confidence. But you have to find a way to talk to people so that you can get to the borders of the topic of survival and also do it in a way that doesn't give away the goods, doesn't reveal, you know, you don't walk up to people and go, hello, fellow prepper, I am also a prepper and I wish to establish a survival group. Will you network with me and work together towards protecting our family units from the apocalypse? You know, I mean, apart from sounding a lot like the Steve Buscemi, uh, I've never known how to pronounce that man's name, the the skit where he's dressed with a backwards baseball cap and he's got a skateboard over his shoulder. Hello, fellow kids. How do you do? <laughs> so uh, you, you have to find a way to talk around the topic. And this is, I would say, this is the single best technique to use when you're feeling people out. Um, use... Topics of conversation that make good icebreakers. When The Walking Dead was popular, that was a great way to talk around the topic of survival and talk to people to get sort of a feel for how they thought about the topic, how they thought about survival. Zombies themselves, the whole zombie genre, became kind of a metaphor for survival and prepping. So that's something to keep in mind. And, and I'm told that that show is still on the air. No one was more surprised than me when I found that out. But, you know, there are other ways, there are other movies, there are always popular entertainment about survival and things um several years back now that uh, vigo mortensen movie the road came out and it's based on a book that's the book would be good if it was written in english it's not the road by cormac mccarthy is written in a style that's sort of stream of consciousness and it's dumb but it lent itself to a great movie and and the movie is all about survival in a very bleak bleak world and about what a parent is willing to do to to provide for his child in a in a world that 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 is that dangerous striking up a conversation about a film like that is one way to talk around the topic of survival another thing you could do to talk around the topic would be to ask kind of naive questions questions where you ask other people to give you information um a, a, a committed prepper will avoid telling you too much, but his responses might give you a hint that this guy knows what he's talking about and that he knows more than he's already talking about. That leads me into uh, the next technique, which would be after you get done asking your naive questions, you know, if the, if the conversation keeps moving, you can say that you're thinking about starting, but you haven't done much prepping yet. Uh, it's it's kind of a white lie. Well, it is a white lie because you, you've done more than just a little bit. Um, but if you tell someone you're thinking about starting, you're not giving away that you have anything that can be stolen. You're just saying, well, I, I've been thinking about it. If their immediate response is, well, you don't want to be one of those paranoid weirdos, do you? Well, then you've, you're talking to somebody who's not going to be on board. But if the conversation leads to more substance, you just might be finding a kindred spirit in that conversation. You kind of kind of keep going and see what you can get out of them. Uh, people love to give advice. When you ask other people for advice, think about how you feel when someone comes to you 
and asks you for your advice. You immediately feel positively towards them. Asking other people for advice is a, a verifiable technique for gaining other people's confidence, for establishing a rapport with them. So when you ask other people for prepping advice and they give good advice, you're not just kind of feeling out whether or not they might be friendly to the idea of networking and working together in a survival group. You're also establishing rapport with them. You're, you're helping to strengthen the friendship. Now, yes, you can take that too far and manipulate people with it, so use techniques like this with caution. But it is one way to, to really get someone to warm up to you is by asking them for advice. I... This happened to me at an old job. I had a job where I worked around a bunch of engineers, and the engineers would bring in these interns. And one of the interns, none of the engineers liked him. He just wasn't good at stuff. And you know, they can't all be geniuses. But I couldn't help but like the guy. He just, something about him, he seemed like a friendly, if a little bit dopey dude. Like he would come in just dragging his butt on the street corner and I'd go, what's wrong with you, man? Are you sick? And he's like, no, I was up till three in the morning playing video games. And I would say to him, whatever you do, don't tell these people that you're working with in this internship, this paid internship, that the reason you're tired is because you were up till three in the morning having fun. They are not going to be sympathetic to that. You never met a person who had more developed opinions about anime. But it didn't. his opinions didn't go back any farther than he'd been alive. So when I talked to him about some classic movies I remembered seeing when I was a teenager, he had no idea what I was talking about. But he used to ask me for advice all the time. He saw me as sort of this wise father figure. He knew nothing about cars, and I know next to nothing about cars. But he was like, one day he was like, how do I change the oil in my car, man? My oil light's on. And I explained to him how to open the hood, look for the big cap marked oil, and pour oil in the oil hole. <laughs> you know, things like that. I just, I guess I took kind of a paternal interest in him. And I discovered that despite not wanting to like him because the other engineers didn't think much of his abilities, I came to like the guy because he was always asking me for advice. That is a real technique that you can use to your advantage. Okay, so we've talked about... Uh, you don't want to tell people that you're a prepper, but if you choose to expand beyond your immediate network, you have to tell somebody. One way to do that is to talk around the topic and feel people out. Another way is to ask slightly naive questions. And a third way is to get their advice, which will lead into further sort of conversational inroads along those topics. There's one final technique that you can use when it comes to expanding your survival group or finding people to network with, and that is forget strangers entirely. Go straight for the people that you absolutely know and trust, your closest friends, your closest family. But you have to use caution because when you do that, you have to understand not all friends and family stay that way forever. Now, yes, you, you don't get to choose your family. You choose your friends, not your family. But We've all had family members that we've fallen out with. We've all had friends, close friends, that we've fallen out with. You need to remember that, you know, if your your bestest buddy in the whole world knows where all your guns are, uh, maybe you don't want him having that information if the two of you have a falling out and suddenly he's not your best friend anymore. Um, people, when they get desperate, when they're feeling petty, when they feel angered or wronged or slighted, will do things you would never think they were capable of. So when you're choosing survival group uh, sort of network candidates from among your closest friends and family, you really need to objectively look at their personalities. How much can you trust them? Like, for example, my brother. I have a, I have a younger brother. He's nine years younger than me. 
I would trust that man with my life. He's a good person. I trust him completely. He has never given me reason to doubt him in any way, and I would have no fear of including him in any kind of survival plans or telling him anything that I was doing. Because not only can I trust him, he would never tell anybody else. But you can't say the same of everybody you know, whether they're family or your friends. You have to evaluate each one of them objectively to make sure that you're not putting information in their hands that could come back to bite you. I know that for a lot of you, the topic of starting, you know, networking to start a survival group is never going to come up because you've got your hands full just taking care of the people you're directly responsible for. Family and dependents and elderly relatives, extended family, that kind of thing. There are a lot more of you who are wondering how to network and build a group. And the fact is a committed Integrated survival group is always going to be better off than the lone wolf, you know, Denzel Washington in Book of Eli type of dude striding down the highway with nothing to rely on but cold steel and his his iron will or something. But the fact is, we all have to do the best we can with what we've got and learn to be flexible and roll with the challenges that we face. I think that's kind of the spirit, the spirit of warrior life, and I think it's something that we all deal with every single day. Heaven knows we're living in interesting times right now. I'm not even talking about which current event I'm referring to, and this podcast will be good forever because it seems like there's always something terrible happening. World-ending pandemic, imminent nuclear war. Before that was imminent nuclear war. Remember North Korea? Ooh, Ebola. Remember Ebola? It just never stops. It never, ever stops. So... I hope you found this helpful. Uh, Again, I have been Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson. Until next time, prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.